What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Witta. Good morning. Good morrow to you, sir. Vault How you doing? 69, calling Vault 20. <laughs> 420. What is your status? How you doing over there? I'm great. Uh, you know, you I paid off the house in Animal Crossing, you know, thanks to you and us getting crazy about the bells out there. We got a great line on some on bells uh, ground, this week. Yeah. And uh, let's get let's let's take this opportunity to give another shout out to Ant, mm-hmm. the kind of funny best friend who hooked us up with that amazing 638 bell. Changed our life, you know? I and made eight million. Great, I made eight million bells. So, the, and that's the question I have for you because I had one room completely filled with turnips, right? And that netted me like three million. <laughs> my house, it was my entire house was filled with turnips. So you picked up all your furniture and you. I, I packed all, all my furniture away. I yeah. know that you can keep them outside. I just didn't want to do that. I wanted my turnips safe in my house. So wait, if you keep them outside past one week they rot right and that's how you get ants or whatever I, I don't think it matters where you keep them i think they okay. rot after seven days no matter what gotcha, i gotcha. just wanted them in my house plus clearing all my furniture out was a good opportunity for me to kind of like you know redesign my house from scratch because i wasn't sure. happy with spring it. cleaning you know what i mean get out yeah you got to do it out. and yeah. i had so i had three whole room i don't think i had about thirteen thousand turnips that i bought <laughs> um so and it was it was a race against time greg as you know because when uh when our friend opened up the island, yeah. You have to bring them over in batches because you can't. You got so many. I had to make Only four so trips. Yeah, and I got the last trip in right under the wire. Yeah. Remember, kind of funny, best friends. If you want Greg and Gary to come and be ravenous on your that's island, right. all you have if to you do want, is tell us you keep your turnip prices. Once it crosses five hundred, that's when we're ready to. If sell. you want celebrity influencers to come and <laughs> and bring the social media spotlight to your island. All you got to do is hit us up with those with those crazy turnip prices, and you know we'll be over there like a shot. In a jiff. But we'll turn your yeah. island into a goddamn fire festival. Uh, well, well no, maybe not be, as bad as yeah, that. No, so no, it'll work than... out. I mean, we won't do anything. Uh, Gary, <laughs> enough about Animal Crossing. We have to talk about the PlayStation 5 controller, the DualSense, Inside Expo dropping a, or Inside Expo, Inside Xbox dropping a bunch of information, and Borderlands trying to help science because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash Games with your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, <laughs> and everything under the video games son of course on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free you can get the daily exclusive post show and you can just have a great time with us me and gary or whoever's on uh if you have no bucks to toss our way though we understand you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe Housekeeping for you today is simple. Uh, there's a new Kind of Funny podcast up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. The question is simple. Would you watch Greg Miller porn? Go watch that video and tell us in the comments below. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo. Uh, Al Tribesman, the predator, right? Isn't that, well, He's the predator, right? Right, Kevin? Yeah. That he, originated on the show. the tribesman that somehow became the predator. And then, and, and then you guys go like that, right? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. And then Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Manscaped, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Number one with a bullet, Gary Witt. I'm sorry, four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen!
Number one with a bullet, Gary Weta. The PlayStation 5 controller has been revealed. It is the Dual Sense. We're going to read from the PlayStation blog where the senior vice president of platform planning and mark, uh, management sorry, put up the following report. Uh, Kevin, if you can go through the screenshots or the blog or however you want to do it up there, we can look at this bad boy, this dual tone, white and black uh, Yeah, let's child. get up on the screen. Let's all, let's all look at it. <clears throat> We've reached an exciting milestone with PlayStation 5 as we've start as we're starting to ship our new controller in its final design to developers who are implementing its unique features into their games. But first, we wanted everyone in the PlayStation community to get a first look at the DualSense wireless controller and hear our vision for how the new controller will captivate more of your senses as you interact with the virtual worlds in PlayStation 5 games. The features of the DualSense, along with the PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech, will deliver a new feeling of immersion to players. After thoughtful consideration, we decided to keep much of what gamers love about the DualShock 4 intact, while also adding new functionality and refining the design. Based on our discussions with developers, we concluded that the sense of touch within gameplay, much like audio, hasn't been a big focus for many games. We had a great opportunity with the PS5 to innovate by offering game creators the ability to explore how they can heighten the feeling of immersion through our new controller. This is why we adopted haptic feedback, which adds a variety of powerful sensations that you'll feel when you play, such as the slow grittiness of a car driving through mud. Uh, we also incorporated adaptive triggers uh, into the L2 and R2 buttons of the DualSense, uh, so you can truly feel the tension of your actions, like drawing a bow to shoot an arrow. This provided us with an exciting challenge to design a new controller that builds off the current generation, while taking into account the new features we were adding. For example, with adaptive triggers, uh, we had to consider how the components would fit into the hardware without giving it a bulky feeling. Our design team worked closely with our hardware engineers to place the triggers and actuators. The designers uh, were then able to draw the lines of how the exterior of the controller would look and feel, with a challenge of making the controller feel smaller than it really looks. In the end, we changed the angle of the hand triggers and made some subtle updates to the grip. We also took thoughtful consideration we also took thoughtful consideration into ways to maintain a strong battery life for the DualSense's rechargeable battery and to lessen the weight of the controller as much as possible with the new features we're added. For the buttons, you'll notice there, are, there is no longer a share button as we had with the DualShock 4. Don't worry, it's not going away. In fact, we've built upon the success of our industry-first share button to bring you a new Create button feature. With Create, we're once again pioneering new ways for players to create epic gameplay content to share with the world or just to enjoy for themselves. We'll have more details on that feature as we get closer to launch. DualSense adds in a built-in microphone array, which will enable players to easily chat with friends without a headset, ideal for jumping into a quick conversation. But of course, if you're planning to chat for a longer period of time, it's good to have a headset handy. <clears throat> now, let's talk about colors. Traditionally, our base controllers have a single color. As you can see, we went a different direction this time around and decided on a two-tone design. Additionally, we changed the position of the light bar that will give it an extra pop. On the DualShock 4, it sat on the top of the controller. Now it sits on each, at, at each side of the touchpad, giving it a slightly larger look and feel. In all, we went through several concepts and hundreds of mock-ups over the last few years before we settled on this final design. DualSense has been tested by a wide range of gamers with a variety of hand sizes in, in order for us to achieve the comfort level we wanted with great ergonomics. Our goal with DualSense is to give gamers the feeling of being transported into the game world as soon as they open the box. We want gamers to feel like the controller is an extension of themselves when they're playing, so much so that they forget it's even in their hands. We are thrilled about sharing the final look of the DualSense uh, controller with our fans, and we can't wait for everyone to get their hands on it.
I'd like to close with a message from SIE President and CEO Jim Ryan to the community. Quote, DualSense marks a radical departure from our previous controller offerings and captures just how strongly we feel about making a generational leap with the PlayStation 5. The new controller, along with the many innovative features in PS5, will be transformative for games, continuing our mission at PlayStation to push the boundaries of play now and into the future. To the PlayStation community, I truly want to thank you for sharing this exciting journey with us as we head towards PS5's launch in holiday 2020. Lee, we look forward to sharing some of the information about play. We look short. We look forward to sharing more information about PS5, including the console design in the coming months. Gary, that was long, but it was important. When you look at this, and if you're an audio listener who hasn't seen it, we'll do our best to describe this two-tone controller that looks like an Oreo had sex with an Xbox controller, but then also the PlayStation was there and all sorts of DNAs mixed together. What do you think of the DualSense Gary Widow? I mean, I like it. It's 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 hard to you know to get a real sense of it until you you know get it in hand. That's that's what's going to matter. Course. Of course. And how does it how does it feel in the hand? I had a couple of observations right off the bat. First of all, I think that you know this is this is significant. This is the first major ergonomic uh, change to the PlayStation controller since what they added they added the the thumbsticks to the original PlayStation controller. I mean, like, it depends how you want to go from it. Yeah, but like yes, I would think that would be that would. Even that, right? You figure adding the sticks, they kept the body, right? And then as you right. go, they kept changing the body here and right. there a little bit to where the PlayStation 4 is such a, the DualShock 4 is such a more rounded base, you know, like uh, just rounded in general is how I always think of it. This, you're right, is taking away the usual beneath the sticks, right? There was usually just the rounded parts that were the yeah. sticks. Yeah, but, the, but the, basic like sil- the basic silhouette of the PlayStation controller has been the same since the PlayStation 1, essentially the same. And that's also true of the uh, Microsoft, uh, the the Xbox control. You know, I, I beyond the Duke. You know, the once, Duke. Once, we, once we settled on the on the kind of the 360 variant, that's 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 pretty much what has stayed uh, true. And even with the Series X, you know, they've revealed that controller. They've made a couple of minor adjustments, but the form factor, the silhouette, you know, the kind of the ergonomic profile of it has remained the same. And I think you know, PlayStation and Microsoft would both be justified in saying at this point. Look, we look, this is a mature design. We pretty much at this point we don't need to why yeah why you know, if it ain't, bro- if it ain't broke don't fix it. So I think this is a ballsy move by PlayStation. You know, a lot of people, a lot of PlayStation gamers are extremely, extremely familiar with you know kind of the hand feel and the ergonomics and the and the you know, every, everything about the DualShock controller. So this is this is a pretty. It doesn't seem like um, you know if you th- if you look at it, it's like, okay like kind of more rounded edges, but you know it, it's not that different. But it's going to be, like I said, it's definitely definitely the biggest change to the PlayStation controller since they added the dual uh, thumbsticks to the to the PlayStation One uh, controller. So it'll be interesting how people respond. I, I like a lot of what they're doing. I mean, I think it looks good. You know, when I first saw it, I thought it, it kind of gave me flashbacks to that horrible PS3 boomerang prototype. Yeah. Well, because it's did. different, right? It's different. Just because it's and that's different, why people flip out about I've it. I've seen some. I've seen some people be very negative. Oh, it looks like a Mad Cat's controller or whatever. Again, just because yeah. it's different, it's going to take a while. For people to get their heads around it, I personally like the kind of the more rounded shape of it. It feels like it's more in line with the with the silhouette of the of the Xbox controller, which will Agreed. please me because I prefer that um, that form factor a little bit better. I love. Would you, I, would you wanted them to go? Would you want them to go the full nine and like do the offset sticks? The only thing, no, because again, it's not it's not personally about me. Like I, I think PlayStation people, people that play on PlayStation, like the sticks where they are. Right. And people mm-hmm. that play Xbox like the sticks where they are. I think the one thing they could have done, but maybe they'll do it down the road or maybe it will be left up to like a, a third party like Astro Gaming. 
Um, if I could have any wish list item on this controller, I would have made the thumbstick and the D-pad modular so you could swap them around. Sure. Like yeah, you yeah. can on the Astro C40. Yep. You know, yep, yep. so you can make the sticks offset if you want, but that probably would have bumped the price up. One thing I really love is the inbuilt microphone. It's like why it, 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 kind of amazing to me that they didn't think of that before, that you no longer have to plug in a, a an earbud or a headset to, for it to function as a microphone. Well, believe it or not, Mr. Woody, you're stumbling into all sorts of things we have from reader mail. So I want to get to those, but I also want to talk about it. But so that, that was my thing is like, I think you hit the nail on the head from the very start of well, yeah, what do you think of this thing? And I'm in the same boat as you where I'm like, I don't know what I think of it till I hold it. Yeah, you know what I mean? At a glance of it, like so many people are, are, are freaking out about the white, that it's going to get filthy, it's going to get dirty, it's going to be all these things like I've had plenty of white controllers that didn't get grimy if you just take care of them. I understand many, like kids in different living circumstances. I understand it. That doesn't get me. So glancing at it, the issues I have with it come from the side view. And Kevin, if you could pull that up, the, not I'm the looking, ones I'm, where we're head I'm on with the this, side view right now. Where from, we're the, from the side, Greg, it actually looks more like a DualShock 4. Sure. My problem with it, though, right, is like in a, in this can totally be the way the white is playing off of it and also the fact how, how the clear buttons are playing off of it. Right. But I just the buttons look so fl flush like there. I want I want my buttons removed. And I'm holding if you're an audio listener, I'm, I'm holding up my DualShock 4 to the camera to try to basically convince myself even of I think what, what I'm dealing with is the fact that it's white buttons on top of a white controller. It's making them look closer, uh, more flush with the actual I don't know though because I'm, I'm looking at this side view right now, and you can you can see that the buttons are raised up. Maybe maybe there's less clearance, but yeah, and, definitely... and that's my thing. I'm not saying they're not raised. I'm not saying they're not raised. I'm just saying I want them more. But looking at it honestly here in a side comparison, I think it does look pretty much exactly the same. But it, I actually like, really like the uh, the white the two tone aesthetic. It looks very uh, Detroit Beyond Human to me. Uh -huh. You know, it looks, yeah, yeah. It's got like it looks slick. It looks modern. It looks cool. Um, I know, I, I know that it's not for everyone, but don't forget this thing is going to be maybe not at launch, but that Sony's going to release all kinds of colors. In fact, oh, I've already seen a lot of mock-ups. No, at launch, they definitely will do like not, this is what you're getting out of the box, but at launch, right. they'll still be, Hey, we want not a million, but I bet they'll be. Now, I've seen, I've seen mock-ups for what it would look like in all black. I've seen all black looks for, sexy for various like different like pastel shades. Like yeah. they'll be able to do a lot of fun, fun things with this. Um, but one of the things I thought was interesting that they call out in the blog post, right? With the challenge of making the controller feel smaller than it really looks. That's my thing is that again, looking at it compared to my DualShock 4, it does look bigger. And I don't think it's going to be drastically bigger. And, but I think that is interesting that they call that out. So, I mean, it looks, really, a, bit, it looks a bit chubbier. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you figure because again, look at like you figure they've added in. So, like I'm holding up again the DualShock Four. Uh, they've add, they filled in the space beneath the sticks, right. right? Where that right. line looks way more flush. And again, it could be a trick of the eye. It could be how they're shooting it. It could be a million different things. We won't know till we hold it. But yeah, look, and then you figure they've rounded the top of it too, so they've added on to where the DualShock Four. Looks. I I like it a lot. Look, one one of the reasons why I've never really, I've always kind of slightly preferred Xbox to PlayStation is I just like the Xbox 360, the Xbox One controller better, the sure. ergonomics no, that, of it. So, so if this time, brings yeah. this more in line with that, then then I'll be all for that. What was interesting too is uh, when it went out, the initial thing I saw were people just, of course, and this is the internet, dragging it through the streets and beating it to death and just talking about how ugly and hideous and they hated it and yada, yada, yada. I mean, I that's, a, that, was, that was as inevitable as the sun rising in the east. No I put up a very, a very unscientific poll on Twitter. I got just under 20,000 responses and 50.7% love it, 9.9% uh, hate it, and then 39.4% say, I don't know yet. So yeah, because again, that's the thing yeah, that you're going to be holding for thousands of hours. That's that's what's going to matter. I have a feeling because like Sony obviously have put this through all kinds of testing and and yeah. uh, 
and uh, QA and stuff like that. My feeling is that when you put it in your hand, you're going to go, oh, yeah, this feels good. I, I'm sure, sure I, I, I just I feel confident I've done a good job. The other thing that I think that's, that's, that really caught my eye from that blog post that you read out mm-hmm. was the more – I know people go, oh, Rumble's Rumble. But Rumble isn't Rumble. Though. Like, yes, most of the time it's just vibrations. But, like, if you've ever used the HD Rumble in a, in a Switch Joy-Con, it's actually really good, and it can create all kinds of different effects. So the yep. idea of – you know, rumble that more accurately feels like riding over a dirt road, as they talked about, or the triggers feeling like you're really pulling back. You know, the bow, the, the string on a on a on a bow and arrow kind of thing. I, I, I again, we'll need to we'll need to see what that actually feels like. But the promise of that, I think, is really interesting. No, that I think somebody wrote in your question didn't make it to the actual uh, show thing, but I was talking about like haptic feedback is in other controllers, and people have talked about it before. And it's yes, it is, and I think. It, right now, it's a buzzword because they can only talk about so many things and they can't talk about their games and they can't actually show you these examples. I think it is the same way it was with Switch, where I do distinctly remember when they were doing the reveals and they were like, with one, two Switch, do I have one ice cube in the thing or two ice cubes in the thing? And we're all like, this is so right. fucking stupid. And then when you got it in your hands, now you're, we're you know, years later playing games and it does feel awesome. But like, it actually like, really did feel like ice cubes rattling really around in a glass. It was amazing. Right. And so I think that's the same thing here. Of Once we get this and it's not... Oh, uh, yeah, it's like a car driving over dirt. Instead, it is like, no, this is what it's like for Aloy when she's pulling back a, a thing or when you're you know, trying to pull down a chain to open a door in Last of Us Part 3 or whatever. However will, they want to iterate that stuff. I would, I would say this, Greg, you know, right now, you know, uh, Xbox and PlayStation are in this, you know, kind of marketing war is, you know, yeah. you know re- here's your reveal. We're going to counter it with our reveal. And I've said all along that I feel like Xbox have been doing a much better job. They've shown more. They've, they've they've talked in more detail about things that are sure. exciting. You know, it, it, PlayStation took a hit a couple of weeks ago for the Mark Cerny weird, you know, presentation with the weird cardboard cutouts and that kind of stuff. And it was very dry. Yeah. And we talked about that. I'll I'll say this. I would say like just based on the controllers, I like I like what I'm hearing out of Sony more than Microsoft right now. Micro, the, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X controller is going to be. There wasn't anything radical. Added just like you've just refined a couple of things. Yeah. This feels like more revolution than evolution with, with the play with the again not throwing out what works, but it feels like the, the, this feels like a bigger. I feel like the, I feel like the PlayStation controller is going to take a bigger step forward this generation than the Xbox controller. And again, that's what's going to be fascinating about this is that as we go back and forth and yeah, who's doing what, who's saying the best things, or how are they doing it? It's interesting to see that even with the Cerny presentation that was meant for GDC, so it wasn't meant for us in a lot of ways. I, what stuck with me is where he talked about, yeah, evolution versus revolution, right? And how this has been, you know, this is that, you know, from PS3 to PS4, it was this evolution, not a revolution. With PS5, they're trying to revolutionize uh, the PlayStation brand and what they're doing. This is the first thing I think that was very, right? Certainly very on purpose was telling, not showing. This is them showing, not telling, right? Of like, yeah. they're not even driving that home as much as they could in their statements right they're using it as buzzwords yet they're like here's the controller and yes it is different and yes we're doing something different here i you know as somebody who loves the share button as i you know as somebody who loves putting up screenshots and you know screen clips and all that jazz i'm very fascinated to see what i know it's it's just marketing or whatever but changing share to create what does that actually mean what, well that's what, 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 what based on that word salad that came out of that that blog that press release what what were you able to decipher from that like what is this create button going to do I mean, my hope would be that it's bringing you to a create suite similar to like that's as easy to use as Dreams is, right? Because even right now when you hit share and it's like, cool, do you want to save the video? Do you want to, you know, trim the video to put on Twitter? Do you want to get a screenshot? Do you want to do whatever? That's all well and good. But like if you really want to remember, you can save the video and then go in, leave the game, go into cross meet or well, live area, go into 
the create the create suite. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. Then go in there and put bumpers on. Like it's a whole bunch of steps to get you to video editing tools. My thought here would be that you're gonna hit that button and you're into the suite no matter what. It's bam, and it's like, do you want the screenshot? Do you want the thing? Do you want to put this on? Do you want to put uh, you know different faces on it? Do you hopefully? You know, I can't believe that they still don't have batch upload screenshots from the the thing like Switch does. Uh, maybe finally expand it to 280 characters on Twitter. Like, I think it's going to bring you to a real social media suite in terms of what you right. can do with it. And then I'll, a video editing suite. Like, if you want to start streaming on Twitch or whatever, do you think you'd like you'd have access to things like that from that? Oh, 100%. I'm, I wasn't okay. even bringing it up because I think that's already... That, I think all the functionality you currently have on the share button, right. which includes Twitch and everything else, is going to stay there. I think it'll just be... At easier to use, it'll be easier to jump into. Like the you know you got you got to, for people to really take advantage of all that stuff because people don't. You need to remove as many barriers to entry as you can. You want people to get right into it. Do you what like else? this white? Do you like this white color, or would you if you could have a different color out of the box? Would you prefer something else? Here's the, well, let's bring in let's bring in our first question. All right, because we do have a bunch. Thank you all for being uh, so good with writing in questions, breaking news. Uh, Jamie S writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Happy Widow Wednesday, Greg and Gary." What might the two-tone color design tell us about the final design of the PS5 console? Will it also be white, black, and blue? That's where it gets interesting. I, looking at the controller out of context, I don't love the dual tone. I, I would prefer, pers- and this is back to what we're talking about with personal stuff, right? I would prefer it to be either all black or all white. However, that's because I'm looking at this controller not understanding what box it hooks up to. And so to the question from Jamie... Yes, I think this does tell us officially the color scheme of the PlayStation 5. What that, I, I'm not, you know, a, a designer by any stretch of the imagination, nor as we've talked about on the show before, do I really ever stop and think of like what the console is going to look like? It's going to look like a box. And I thought it would be all black. And now I look at this and I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be either black with white highlights or it's going to be white with black highlights. And I think white with black highlights makes more sense based on this. But I'm talking on my ass and just trying to pair it up with what it looks like. Gary? um first of all i just want to say it's fascinating isn't it to see um the different approaches microsoft and sony are two companies that basically have the exact same job right now which is sell a new console to consumers for this this holiday season hopefully um and it's fascinating to see the different ways in which they've gone about that like microsoft unveiled the the shape of the box um you know some time ago, like even even before the start of the year, we've known that December, which feels yeah. like a lifetime ago, <laughs> right? And they've and they've been more forthcoming with with uh, information. Sony's now catching up. Now Sony's doing it in this other weird way. It's like, well, here's the controller. Like they're just kind of doing it like in a in a kind of more piecemeal way. And I don't I, I don't know what is the better strategy. They're just two different strategies. I think the thing about what's interesting about how PlayStation is handling this is that they're doing it very pragmatically, like. I don't think you can look past the first paragraph of this blog post and not see what's happening, right? We've reached an exciting mile. This is the first sentence, Gary. We've reached an exciting milestone with the PlayStation 5 as we're starting to ship our new controller and its final design to developers who are implementing blah, blah, blah. The messaging there, like if you cut through it, is, hey, we're shipping this out, which means it's about to leak on reset era. Right. So we'll, right. do, we'll do it here. We're going to, you know what I mean? Like we've learned from how this goes before with Vitas and PlayStation 4 dev kits, and it's just not worth it. So we're going to yeah, do you gotta get ahead of it. 
it, we're going to do what people always say when this happens is we don't want this weird blurry screenshot coming out of what even if a dev controller probably will have a bunch of stuff added to it or tweaked to it. We don't want that coming out. We'll come out and message it ourselves and we'll give you the photo so that, yes, when it does ship to some third party developer and they do, you know, put it up and take a photo and put it on uh, Reddit or whatever, we don't have to worry about doing catch up to it. Here's what it is. This is what it looks like. Enjoy. And that, that's smart. It's not exciting. I know people talk about that all the time. It's not like what well, I saw immediately. Why well, wasn't this part of Cerny's thing? That would have been It's like, well, that Cerny's thing wasn't about the controller. Like, right. they're, they're picking very specific beats and they're doing very specific things here. Not because uh, there's a question in here, actually. Hold on. About if they were trying to fight back and forth between Xbox. And that's not what's happening, I don't think, with the controller. I think the controller reveal is very much like, all right, cool. We're shipping these out because developers need to actually have it for what they're doing and how it'll actually work with them and all these different things. What the one thing we haven't touched on too, we'll get back to the Xbox. I'll bring up Greg Sinclair's question in a second. Is the change in the light bar, which I when I first saw it head on and I saw the glowing around the sides, I was like, because they talk about they've moved the light bar from the top of the touchpad to the around the sides of it. Yeah, and it also and looks I'm, like they've really diminished the big fat area on the back side of it. That's right? my no question, big chunk right? of light anymore. That's my thing, Gary, where I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, wait, when you look at the side view again, Kevin, we can get it. Like you see it there. Like there is a gap there. You can see the light bleeding through. But my question is, yeah, what does that mean for PlayStation VR? Because, right, the whole, so many games do use PlayStation VR in this sense of looking at the DualShock 4 light bar and moving it around that way. And oh, I'm sure they've way. considered that. Well, I'm, and I'm thinking too, like how many, they do that. But I think even now, in, in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, please correct me. And this is going to be something that'll be hard to correct me on. I feel games, PlayStation VR games that use the controller more now aren't using the light bar as much, right? Now it is about the gyroscopes in the controller, right? When I play um, Trover Saves the Universe, right? It's not reading the light bar. It's reading me actually moving the thing around. And when I'm playing Astrobot, I believe it's reading this and not the light bar. Has there been any talk of whether or not existing controllers will work with this thing? Can you use a DualShock 4 on a PlayStation 5? I'm fairly certain they said that. But again, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. That was a long time ago when they talked about that in Wired. I can move my mic and check. To, yeah. uh, to, answer, to, to answer your question, though, and I think it's a, and it's a good question. I've seen it discussed a lot, is what, what does this tell us about the aesthetic of the actual console? Because that's, that's right. the one big thing that Sony has not yet shown us, which is the actual console. We're all, everyone's still working off that horrible V-shaped mock-up that somebody did, which is going to, I'm sure it's going to look nothing like. My, my, my guess is, 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 is the same as yours, Greg, is that like if this, if the, if, if the, if the console and the controller don't feel like they're of a piece together, like they, they don't share an aesthetic, that'll be the first time that's ever happened, right? The console and the, and the, and the cons and, and the controller always feel like they always share an aesthetic. So yeah. that, oh, yeah, to totally. me, that, that to me says that, the, the the PlayStation 5 console itself is going to have a similar aesthetic. Um, some people may not like that. Like, and for example, I never really loved that white Xbox uh, Series S. You didn't like the big, glacial white Xbox? No, That's because hot, like because it would stick out like a. I have a black entertainment center. It's going to stick out like a sore kind of, thumb. I think yeah, some red. I got Spider Man PS4 down there. It looks dope as fuck. I mean, so, I mean, some people like that kind of ostentatious look. I just want. <laughs> I just want the stuff to basically disappear into i don't i don't need to see the hardware yeah um, well that's always the conversation when we go uh back and forth with these kind of things right where it's like anytime someone releases a dope special edition for a console you already own there's yeah. that thing is like oh man that looks so good i'd love it but then it is that real conversation of like well it's gonna sit in my entertainment center does it really matter like how many times am i gonna see how the intricate details they put into the top of it again don't, 
don't also don't forget as well that color of the light bar is going to change so that's not that's not a locked in part of the aesthetic the blue right that'll be the default but you know controller two is going to be red or whatever yeah of course, like of course. current one but the but the white and black again i personally like it. i like a lot of people have said you know aperture science a lot of people have said detroit beyond human i, I personally love those aesthetics i think they're very clean futuristic sophisticated modern uh you know it looks like a grown-up thing it doesn't look like a child's toy and so I, 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 again, aesthetic is a, it's a very personal thing. Everyone's going to have a different opinion. I, I personally, this aesthetic appeals to me. I like it a lot. No one's helping me on the PS4 controller confirmation. It has to, right? Because if the games are backward compatible, if it's going to work with, uh, I mean, there's, there's no, there'd be no good reason for it not to VR. Then it has to. There'd be no good reason for it not uh, to. Sony has also confirmed PS4 controllers will work. Okay, with PS5 right, okay. controllers can cost you. Yeah. So you go. So you still, so you still have it. Also, uh, East on Olives says Astrobot Moss, etc. Use the light bar, otherwise you couldn't reach into the scene. So it's one of those things where the magic of that is always so blended to me. I guess in VR that yeah, I guess that that's enough light for them to use it with the dual sense. But I guess we'll have to really wait and see what their solution is. Do you, do you think do you, do you think there's a chance that Sony has something radical up its sleeve in terms of the actual cost? Design. Mike, Mike, you know, Micro's, Microsoft's big thing was, well, it's vertical. It's a tower. It's a, it's yeah, a yeah, tower. Yeah. Uh, that's new. That's never been done in consoles before. But at this point, and now you've got more to go on because we've seen the controller. Yeah. You're now in a position to make your most educated guess about what the PS5 will actually look like. What do you think? Here's my thing is I don't think the design of the box itself is going to be radical. I think it's going to be a rectangle box like always, right? That it'll be there and ready to go. I think the dual tone, though, is going to make it look more radical. Right. I think it's going to have this personality immediately of it. And I don't know what that looks like and how you iterate that. And if it is just the power button or the PlayStation button is a different, you know, it's an all white console and it's a black thing or an all black thing and a white button. Like, I feel like those being moved in that direction give it a sense of man this box doesn't look like any PlayStation we've ever had before. Right. But it is still a box. It is still what you want out of it and that's the thing yeah too. i mean this this kind of what this kind of two-tone thing i mean this could be a whole new design language for the playstation brand going forward yeah yeah um nanobiologist who's rarely wrong right and, and you're wrong says sony has never confirmed that the playstation 5 and ps4 are controlled but i'm looking at this one right here from cnn so i don't know who to believe anymore are you cnn nanobiologist you know what i mean can't help you out can't i'm looking i'm looking at an image of the dual sense and the xbox uh one controller uh, yeah put next to one another um and it really is remarkable just how much the DualSense now is the, the two controllers have have the same. Like if you if I were, if I were just looking at a black silhouette of these two controllers, yeah. I don't think I could tell you which one was which. You could do that before. You can't anymore. The, the difference between the two is much more subtle. I hate I hate Gary the fact that I have the two screens connected to the PC that's streaming and letting us communicate. But then I have my Mac here and that's where the keyboard is. So I, I try to type something in there and I start fucking up down here. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, there's an interesting thing. here. Someone, someone's done a mock-up here, Greg. I'm looking at right now of a uh, uh, Spider-Man uh, dual sense. Oh, sure. They're going to be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of these. You're going to, you're going to see all these coming down the road. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Someone's already done that. Someone's already done it, mocked it up in black. It looks good. I'm looking here because there's something interesting in your wrong that I haven't heard. There's no easy way to do this that I can figure it out. Yeah. I personally don't. Somebody, somebody, somebody mocked one up here with like a full color PlayStation button logo in the middle and like the full color buttons. 
It doesn't look as good to me. Now, now it looks like a toy again. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the black. I'm reading here. What are you reading? Not an interesting podcast. I'm over on Upload VR right now where David Heaney has put up the PS5's DualSense controller might hint at PSVR 2 tracking using inside-out tracking. But I'm trying to figure out if that helps with PlayStation VR in general. And there's no easy answer for me to find any of this stuff. I mean, there probably is going to be a new, a new generation of VR uh, hardware to go with this PS5. Oh, right? well, yeah, down the line. Yeah, but I'm talking, they've talked that PS5 is backwards compatible with PlayStation VR. So I'm just wondering how that all works. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's more, more speculation. We need to get our hands on it and we need actual write-ups from people. That's what we need, everybody. This is why live events matter and why the PlayStation 5 reveal event needs to happen in real time. I like it. I like USB-C. I mean, we knew about USB-C already, but I love that. I love that we won't have to fiddle around with micro USB uh, cables for our charging. Of our course, yeah, anymore. yeah. Hope, I mean, uh, you you think- mentioned it earlier too, and I want to get back to it. I love the fact that microphone's built in. Do you think you know what would also be nice because there's a speaker built into the into the into the controller? If if the voice would also come through that, so that all oh, the sure. all, all all the ingoing and out incoming and outgoing voice would just be through the controller, so it's separate from the game sound. I think would be really good. So you're basically holding like a cell phone in, in speakerphone mode on in your in your hand, right? Which could be annoying for some, but I think for them, be an, I, I would actually like that. That would be a nice option for me. Now here, though, Tim Curry writes in Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can. It says, "Good day from Australia, Gary and Greg." Oi! Uh, with the reveal of the DualSense controller and the fact that it has a microphone array, do you think this is opening up PlayStation gamers to targeted marketing in the future? With a controller in our hands that is possibly listening to us at all times, could they use this data in some way? Uh, like companies Google, like Google would. Personally, I think it's unlikely that the device is listening at all times, like some phones do, but it certainly is possible. Gary, I, I think mean, that it's way more included so that in the same way they dropped the microphone into PlayStation 4, or the PlayStation 4 box when you got all that stuff, right? I think it's there because they've now seen a generation later how prevalent Fortnite and Destiny and every other online game is, and they want you to actually have no barriers to connection at all. No, it's I a. Ter- that- it, it, I, I love it. It's a terrific convenience for me. Every time I play uh, on online, like I, for a few friends, uh, and I were playing World War Z on PlayStation the other week, and uh, I had to go drag out, I had to go pull out my PlayStation head, headset thing, and it was a hassle because I rarely use it. Like to to know that I can just go to voice chat and not have to plug in any additional hardware is great. Yeah. And we already live in a world where everyone's already got 20 devices in their house recording them at all times. Like, what? Who cares? What's one more? I think it does It does open up an interesting thing of what we've talked about before where Sony had patented that uh, a couple months ago, right? Had well, The patent had been revealed where it was going to be a thing where you could hit the button and t- ask for help in a game, right? right? Like, hey, how do I do this? And it might offer you DLC or some shit like that. Yeah, like, a, that, like, that, a, like an uh, like a, uh, assistant kind of thing. Totally. And that's where I think it gets real interesting real quick is like, I think this is proof that that patent is real and something they're looking forward to here. And then it does become, I do wonder, Gary, are they going to have some kind of PlayStation assistant built into this? Is there I going think to that be would a, be cool. It's uh, like Kevin Butler. You, you know, Kevin, help me get through this. Kevin, download the new DLC or something okay. to that effect. On it. Oh, sorry, the other, you, the other, you, <laughs> the other, the other thing that I like is that they talked about battery life, which I think is an acknowledgement that the battery life in previous PlayStation PlayStation controllers has been relatively poor. Yeah, and maybe uh, you know that's finally going to get better this time around. Yeah, hopefully. And I think, you know, again, they've learned a lot from the light bar and the, the DualShock 4. And so I think that this light bar being 
buried inside, probably not as bright, but then the way they're using the touchpad to make it pop more, I think is a way around that. Also, I haven't talked about uh, the fact that I do really like that the PlayStation button is just the PlayStation logo. It's not, right. you know, it's not a little uh, circle with the PlayStation thing built in. It is the PlayStation logo itself on top. Of right. It. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, 100%. And, there's a, um, and it looks like there's a little mute button for the mic underneath. Is that what that is? Yeah, and I've seen people complain that that's, is that too close to the PlayStation button? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't think so. I think that you'll be all right with that. I think you'll be able to figure that out pretty quick. Not to mention that I think that is literally if you have it into assistant mode or, or what, what, if you have it in headset free mode, where I think a majority of us, if we're out there playing whatever online game, we're going to be using a headset itself than not hitting that or whatever one one very minor thing and it's kind of like a psychological ux thing that bugs me ever so slightly is i never really loved the design trend on the 360 controller away from having the buttons be color-coded like i know that a is green and b is red yeah, yeah. Um, and x is blue and y is yellow and that color coding helps me remember where the buttons are super fast i see the color and i hit that button over time microsoft engineered those colors out of the controllers because they wanted like a cleaner aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that, that PlayStation have now done that as well. These buttons are monochromatic yeah. and the colors are gone. I don't know how people, if that's a big deal for anyone else, but it's just something I noticed. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think at this point, and granted they're building this system and knowing they're selling it to first wave people who of course know PlayStation. And I think that they don't need to worry as much about, you know, making sure, you know, the square is pink. Right. I think that was something from an older time when we, you know, it was, you're trying to not only get people to, play games for the first time in many situations but you're trying to get them to learn a brand new system if they have played somewhere else so we all did like at the time shortcuts to figure out what what system i'm on how am i using it what's going on Over, overall greg just to draw yeah. a line under all this i would say my my verdict on this control again based only on what we're seeing in here uh is very optimistic and generally i'm starting to feel very optimistic about playstation 5 in general and i know we all made fun of the mark sony thing but once you actually got past the awkward presentation he said some really, really interesting things about the performance of this console once you were able to kind of figure out like what he was actually saying, like give me the dummies version of it. Um, I, 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 think, I think we're about to enter an era where both of these consoles are going to be really exciting in, 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 their, oh, own, yeah, totally. in their own individual ways. I agree, Gary. And that's a great way to leave our conversation with the dual sense. So thank you all. Uh, again, it looks like there's still no confirmation. This is from you're wrong in terms of if the PlayStation 4 thing can actually... I, I would imagine it's. I'd be stunned if they. What, what would what be would their they? reasoning? They want you to buy new controllers, but that's yeah. not how um, this works in 2020, right? Yeah, we don't have the mic built in. Who cares? But I'm sure we'll get uh, official reports there. Uh, let's instead move on to Xbox. Uh, number two yesterday was inside Xbox. Uh, of course, they've said they're moving all their uh, press things to digital, as you'd expect, obviously for the foreseeable future. Um, Here's the incredibly high-level rundown of what happened on Inside Xbox. You should go watch it, of course. I'm reading from Microsoft's official report, right? Grounded Early Access. Obsidian Entertainment announced upcoming survival adventure game Grounded will enter Xbox Game Preview with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Steam Early Access on July 28th, 2020. As part of the announcement, the team also revealed a brand-new trailer focusing on the single-player experience for Grounded. Uh, they changed up the Xbox Game Bar. We're continuing the evolution of Xbox Game Bar, the customizable gaming overlay built into Windows 10 for PC. Starting today, insiders can have access to apps from partners like Razer, XSplit, and Intel directly from Xbox Game Bar through new widgets. No more having to alt-tab uh, to separate apps while gaming. 
there was an Xbox Game Pass update. We're thrilled to announce that on April 13th, Xbox Game Pass will be expanding to Japan and Korea. Xbox Game Pass for PC will launch in beta for gamers in Korea and will be included as part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Benefits, which is already available for gamers in the region, while all Xbox game services for console and PC will come to Japan for the first time. We also shared new titles joining the Xbox Game Pass libraries across console and PC, including Alvastia Chronicles, Journey to the Savage Planet, Overcooked 2, Football Manager 2020, Mistover, and Stranger Things 3 The Game. For more details on this, you can check out Xbox Game Pass on uh, Xbox's site. Project xCloud Preview is adding more great games from EA. We've added even more titles to the Project xCloud Preview. Beginning today, part, uh, participants can play three more great games from EA uh, on their Android phones or tablets, including The Sims 4, Unravel 2, Dragon Age Inquisition. Additionally, this morning, we announced that Project xCloud Preview will be heading to 11 new countries across Western Europe. Uh, Forza Street races to onto mobile on May 5th. Uh, that's pretty much it. If you're an iOS or Android player, you can play Forza Street races over on, or I guess Forza Street on uh, May 5th. And there you go. Uh, for a limited time, we'll also be giving out a founder's pack to anyone who plays Forza uh, Street between May 5th and June 5th as a welcome gift. The Coalition uh, announced that Gears Tactics has gone gold. They also talked about a bunch of things you might not know about it. And then Sea of Thieves... Uh, Sea of Thieves free ships of fortune update is uh, going to be launching soon now. What? Uh, this month, later this month, it's coming out. There's a new Sea of Thieves expansion. And then a new batch of ID at Xbox games are coming to Xbox One. In today's show, we took a look at a brand new game called The Last Campfire, a dark fantasy from developer Hello Games that combines a beautiful art style with a wide variety of puzzles to create a whole unique experience. There was also a new trailer for Atomic Rops or Tommy Crops, an action-packed farming simulator uh, where you must cultivate and defend the last farm in the post-apocalyptic wasteland. Finally, it was announced that the action-packed uh, top-down shooter Hotline Miami Collection is not only coming to Xbox One, but is available right now. Wait, Surprise. what was the name of the farming game? That sounded interesting. Uh, you were looking for Atomic Crops. Atomic Crops? And but it's got only one C, so it's like Atomy Crops or Atomic Rops. Atomy Crops. Atomy Crops, my, my wife Atomy is Crops. A Tommy Crops. That's a dumb that's come, when, when is that coming through Xbox? Uh, there's also new game. I don't have that in. They didn't talk about okay, it. Okay. I, I, I look yeah, out you know when it's coming to Xbox? Like no. No, she doesn't know when it's coming to Xbox. But it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's out there. It's doing it. Thanks for the, the assist. <laughs> it's just, it's a post-apocalyptic. So there's a bomb's gone off, right? Atomic. It's atomic warfare. Yeah, no, crops. I get it. I like the, the atomic crops. The last farm. That sounds atomic exciting. Crops? Yeah, no, 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 I'm sure it is exciting. Uh, and then number three for you, Gary Witta. Starting today, you can play. You can play Stadia Pro for free starting today. This is Phil Harrison, uh, VP and GM at Stadia. We're facing some of the most challenging times in recent memory. Keeping social distance is vital, but staying home for long periods can be difficult and feel isolating. Video games can be a valuable way to socialize with friends and family when you're stuck at home. So we're giving gamers in four, 14 countries free access to Stadia for two months. This is starting today and rolling out over the next 48 hours. Anyone who signs up will get two free months of Stadia Pro with instant access to nine games, including Grid, Destiny 2 The Collection, and Thumper. You can purchase even more games on the store, which will remain yours to play even if you cancel your Stadia Pro membership. If you're already a paid Stadia Pro subscriber, we won't charge you for the next two months. After that, Stadia Pro is $9.99 a month, but you can opt out of your subscription at any time. With increased demand due to more people at home during this time, we're taking a responsible approach for internet traffic. 
For Stadia, we've, we've always adjusted bandwidth use based on a variety of in-home and local internet factors. To reduce load on the internet further, we're working toward a temporary feature that changes the default screen revolution, resolution I'm sorry, from 4K to 1080p. The vast majority of people on desktop or laptop won't notice a significant drop in gameplay quality, but you can choose your data option usage uh, in the Stadia app. Like so many people around... Uh, like so many people around the world going through this crisis, our support team has been significantly impacted and our customer support functions are not running at full capacity. Please use our automated help center and as you give Stadia a try, uh, check out these helpful tips in setting the new environment. Uh, may, many of you will be new to Stadia, so we've posted a getting started walkthrough. Uh, Gary, of course, we bag on Stadia all the time, but that's a really cool move. It is a cool move and you've seen lots of other companies make similar moves. Stadia uh, doing this, you know, it's a way to play games without having to go to the store or even spend any money. I do. If I if I would were to be if I were a cynic, which is of course you know I'm not, mm -hmm. uh, but were I a cynic, I might suggest that I think a lot of companies in general are using coronavirus as a convenient excuse to like do a few things that they might want to do anyway, but have like a nice excuse. Like a lot of companies are laying off employees. Some legitimately have to do that. I think some others are like have been waiting to do it for a while, but like, oh, now, we, now we've got the perfect excuse without you know, getting too much grief for it. I think in this case, Stadia badly needs to make some dramatic moves to get people to try and stick around. Uh, I think if they were under normal circumstances, say, okay, now Stadia Pro's three, free for three months or two months or whatever, people would say, oh my God, look how desperate they are. They're giving it away already. Yeah. Whereas, whereas under, the, under the shadow of coronavirus, they can do it in a way that makes them seem magnanimous i'm not i'm not in any way given a grief for doing it I think it's a nice thing that they're doing i'm just saying they're not they're not doing this purely out of charity this is a nice this is a oh, nice way for them to get stadia in oh. the hands of people that wouldn't otherwise try it yeah 100 percent. yeah but i i think that's this actually reaches back to a, a topic of conversation i had on the show last week right where i was asking why more uh why more developers and publishers weren't doing stuff similar to this i was talking about how ubisoft was doing free trials for all their games or whatever i was like everyone should do that Every uh, games as a service online should be giving away double XP and doing all these different things. And my argument with myself when I brought it up was, I wonder if people aren't doing this because they are worried about these kind of optics where they don't want to look like ghouls. They don't want to look like mm, something bad's happened. How can we get people? How can we get money? But then you do want that, but you do want it for good reasons, but you do want it for business reasons. And it's a whole it's a whole ball of wax, right? In terms of you can you can be doing two things. That, I mean, you, you, there's more than one motive behind this. Yes, it's genuinely yeah. a nice thing to do. Would would they be doing this were it not were it not for coronavirus? No. I mean, I, again, they might be. It would just be more. It would just be more um, transparent in the sense of like they de they desperately need people to sign up for Stadia, uh, but they don't want to be seen to be so desperate they're making it completely free to play just yet. So this is a nice way to to, to not just seem charitable, but be charitable at a time when everyone you know needs a little extra help. Uh, but at the same time, do themselves a favor. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, number four, uh, another interesting story about people trying to do good things. Borderlands is teaming up to fight science or help science. I guess not fight it. They're going to fight for <laughs> science. <laughs> Next, this is from their official release. You can with read all, it, with uh, the, Greg, with all the negative press coming out of Borderlands, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually was the headline. Now Borderlands wants to destroy science. <laughs> What's next? Uh, next time you're aboard Sanctuary 3 and Borderlands 3, keep an eye out for a newly installed Borderlands Science arcade game in the corner of Dr. Tannis' infirmary. Uh, developed in conjunction with McGill University, massively multiplayer online science, and the Microseta Initiative, Borderlands Science is a puzzle game that benefits the real-world scientific community as you play. 
Borderlands Science presents you with some simple block puzzles based on strands of DNA. And by solving them, you're helping to map and compare the microbes contained therein. Completing these puzzles also earns you in-game currency, which can be redeemed for unique Vault Hunter heads and skins, as well as time boosters that buff your stats, loot quality, and even experience gains when you jump back into the mayhem of Borderlands 3 proper. Borderlands Science exists in part because computers aren't perfect at organizing this data and make lots of small mistakes that can corrupt subsequent analysis. But the game you play is to solve this complex tax is easy to understand and play. Color tiles representing different uh, nucleotides appear on the grid. By nudging them up within their columns, you attempt to organize them into the correct rows. It's not always possible to line up the tiles correctly, but attempting these puzzles is still helpful as you're identifying errors in real-world computer analyses. Each of the Borderlands Science puzzles has a target score that you need to hit in order to progress and get credit for solving. Note that hitting a target's puzzle score doesn't mean you, get to, you have to move on to the next one, though. Often, there will still be additional moves that you can make. Going above and beyond the bare minimum that's required is key if you want to beat high scores already posted by Tannis and contribute more data to this important microbe initiative. In case you're curious about the practical applications for the raw data gathered through Borderlands Science, the human gut is linked to numerous diseases and conditions, including diabetes, depression, autism, anxiety, obesity, and more. By mapping these microbes, the hope is that scientists will be able to better understand these ecosystems, which may help guide future research into novel treatments, uh, novel treatments and uh, interventions. Um, for more information, you can check the MicroSeta Initiative. And if you want to learn more about the methods, check out dnapuzzles.org. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Folding at Home. Of course, that was a PS3 app. Let me say, Folding at Home is still going on. It was a PS3 app that when you weren't using your PS3, you could put on and it would go and crunch, you know, fucking science stuff like this and has made a comeback in recent weeks because they're doing stuff where you can put your pc in well i guess you could have always done this but right now folding at home is working on coronavirus stuff so if your pc is not being used you can leave it in the folding at home program and it crunches on coronavirus stuff this i thought was just again a cool idea right gary yeah i think it's great it made me think of folding at home uh, folding at home as well i thought folding at home was cool i have also recently been looking at that uh recent i think it's a geforce uh, initiative where you know if you've got your pc sitting around you've got a chunky gpu not doing anything you know have it break yeah. down some some molecules and uh, let's see if we can cure some some diseases uh i think that's that's great and this this sounds like basically exactly that but with an interactive element like it's a game you actually play yeah and it's cool they're rewarding you really cool. for it right yeah it's cool I, I love that they're added it to borderlands the only the only thing i could i might suggest that would be even cooler than that is Separate the thing out and like let Frank Furter writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, This is something I truly can get behind due to it being something fun and helpful. But my concern lies within the fact it's only accessible. Uh, went on in the my concern lies with the fact that the only way to access this awesome, helpful, and inspiring idea is to buy the game. Which, if people haven't bought already, they probably aren't going to buy with the news of Randy Pitchford not paying his employees their promised bonuses. My question is, should Gearbox have made this new feature a free-to-play standalone game rather than lock it behind the full game? Also, what are some of the ways other devs can be helping the scientific community? I think um, they could do both. Yeah, 100%. I think, and I honestly, uh, you know, knowing... I, whatever you want to like last week with the story of uh the whole like yeah like you're not getting the bonuses you're gonna get weren't aren't what they were promised get a new job all that shit that Trier was talking about what was going on and there's a bunch of fucking bullshit at gearbox right from the top down that fucking sucks but knowing because uh, obviously we work on the borderlands show knowing the people that i've been able to talk to at gearbox they are all on top of their social conscious. And I'm, I would not be shocked at all if this is the first step on this. And especially as good as 
the gearbox infrastructure is with like, uh, you know, how we were chasing golden keys when we were playing, right, Gary, and redeeming all those things. Like the way that you have a, a gearbox account tied to your Borderlands account, it would not shock me in any sense of the ima- word or imagination that in a month, if this is helping and doing what they want it to do, they put out a web version of this where you can log in with your gearbox thing and you can just play on your desktop when you want to as a time waster and get your rewards there. Or like you're saying, play for free and not have anything to go on to. Right, but I'm right, saying right. Have, have a have a way to do both like you're talking about, Gary, right? Yeah, look, I mean, and generally, I'm not a fan of of the perfect being the enemy of the good. And when someone tries to do something good, they get jumped on by people going, you know, social media warriors going, well, it could, you could do even more. It could be even better. This isn't good enough. Why aren't you doing more? So, well, I'm doing something. It's probably more than you're, all you're doing is sitting behind a keyboard fucking criticizing me. Why don't you go do something? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I don't want to be that guy. So I will just applaud Gearbox for doing something that's very cool um, and, uh, and hope that they uh, do even more. In the same vein, like separating separating that out so that anyone that wants to try and contribute to science without having to uh, play Borderlands um, would be even better. So you know, yeah. but, but a great start, and I and I applaud Gearbox for uh, adding this to their game. Yeah, I think it's awesome, and I think it's a it's it's awesome that they're doing anything. Period. Like you're saying, they could very easily have done nothing. I right. think it's cool that there is a reward on top of just helping science. That hey, you can get stuff in the game. That's cool, and I do think like I'm saying like. It would not shock me in any sense of the imagination that that right. in the next month we have a version that isn't. But maybe they don't. And again, if they don't, it's not really. I mean, we can say that it'd be cool if it was free, but it also we can't throw stones at them doing something, right, Gary? Absolutely. I mean, I saw a lot of people uh, uh, shouting at Jack this week. You know, Jack from Twitter. And there's always a good reason to shout at Jack. Um, but you know, this week he put a billion dollar of his uh, uh, put a billion dollars of his of his money. Uh, into helping fight uh, COVID nineteen and got a bunch of shit for it because like oh well, you didn't just donate the money you moved it into another company of yours that is going to work on those efforts okay yeah that's a fuck that that that's still pretty fucking good like again don't criticize people damned for not you do, damned your you own personal standards of what they should be contributing when yeah. all you're probably doing is sitting around just like sniping at people on the internet like you go fucking yeah, give a billion dollars to COVID nineteen and then but I'll criticize you. Do- if you deliver bad news to your company and it's very uh, heartbreaking, probably don't tell them they can go work somewhere else. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, I mean I, that that that's a whole different kettle of fish. <laughs> that is a whole different kettle of fish. Instead, I'd rather talk about what's coming to that list. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where you get the show ad free. Speaking of ads, Gregway, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Did you know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? I can't say it. Testicular cancer. So this is a reminder to all the men listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, TCS and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their, quote, We Save Balls initiative. While you're down there cleaning up your sack, why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps, changes in sizes, or any pain? Manscaped recommends you check yourself once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor a call. 
In addition to checking yourself regularly, we want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find the electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking or snagging your nuts. They're going to sag no matter what. They can't help there. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your balls, uh, the Crop Reviver, a spray-on ball toner and refresher. Um, on top of that, you'll also get a performance boxer, a uh, pair of bro- boxer briefs uh, that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day long. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Learn more about testicular cancer screening at manscaped.com slash we-save-balls and share their education uh, video to help save lives and balls. Uh, you can also get 20% off and free shipping with the code GAMES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off at manscaped.com with the promo code GAMES. Your balls will thank you. Now, Kevin, don't click me out yet because I'm wondering if it definitely has hyphens in this URL, but was that so that like we pronounce it right? And in fact, there isn't hyphens. I'm, I'm going to Manscaped. No, no, Manscaped. Okay, it's manscaped.com slash we dash save dash balls. There you go. Now you can go back. Gary. You're going to ask me about balls, are you? I am actually. I was going to say, I'm excited to see all the kind of funny clean balls out there, but I won't see those for a while because they're ordering Manscaped stuff now. If I wanted to know instead what was coming to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of up-and-coming software as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. I'm doing it from memory now, Greg. Aren't you impressed? You said up-and-coming, and I think that was like one of the few, one of the only big mistakes you had. I was very proud of you. What did I get wrong? What is the actual I forget. Did you say... The official list of up-and-coming software as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show. What am I getting wrong there? He to listen... You know, the official list of upcoming software. Upcoming. Oh, up and coming. Platform, as listed by the kind of funny games. You know? I, oh, I Gary, missed that I think platform. You think I'm not, that's what I said. I the said The official list great. of upcoming software on each and every platform. Uh, okay, so I, okay, the platform costs enough. Okay, whatever, so whatever. You, you fucking road book it, Eli. Out today. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 3 uh, is now live. Uh, starting today, Red Dead, Online player, Red Dead Online players can battle across uh, four new maps in Showdown series, spanning four Showdown modes, Overrun, Spoils of War, Plunder, and Up in Smoke, each featuring throwing knives and shotguns. Uh, Biped is on PS4. Convoy, a tactical roguelike, is on PS4 and Xbox One. Pen and Paper Games Bundle is on Switch. Ubongo on Switch, uh, Galaxy of Pen and Paper Plus One Edition on PS4 and Switch, Tower Tale on Switch, A Room Where Art Conceals on PSVR, Sharknado VR, Eye of the Storm on PSVR, uh, Dark Disharmony on PC, Delirium on PC, Bear Party Adventure on PC, Squatch on PC, Humanity on PC, God King, Master of Rituals on PC. Are you going to check out Sharknado VR, Greg? No, that you know, we do uh, the 104, uh, 104 PSN games uh, ranked on the PS. I love you, right? And, I'm looking uh, at it right now. Hold on. Yeah, it, I saw the art for it, and I was like, "Ugh, this doesn't this doesn't scream like it's actually officially licensed by Sharknado." So I was like, "I don't even want to be part of this." And I, How I chose it not be the game. Officially licensed by Sharknado. Maybe Sharknado is like you know, uh, uh, what is it when it's a, uh, a property owned by everybody? Common property? No. No, it's not. I mean, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? You're you're, you're the writer. Public like, domain. 
public domain. That's no, it. But Sharknado is not in the public domain, dude. Maybe no, the this person is legit. Who came up, I mean, they maybe the people who came up with Sharknado VR. thought that this is a gift to no, humanity. It, and the logos, it. it's all official. This is this is an officially licensed. Well, it didn't look like a good game. <laughs> is no, it a good game? What do you see? Very on brand for Sharknado, though. <laughs> uh, new dates for you. Journey to the Savage Planet is getting an update called Hot Garbage. It's coming to Xbox One and Epic Game Store Wednesday, April fifteenth. Uh, today, then. Oh, this is an interesting one. It's not a new date, but it's kind of a retraction about a date that apparently came out today. The Nintendo eShop posted a release date for the upcoming Streets of Rage 4, and we Ooh. are clarifying we are clarifying that date is not final or confirmed by the publisher. Ah, but what's the date? The day the, they say the game is launching soon, uh, but we would appreciate any and all stories to reflect that the date posted earlier today is not correct. So I don't believe wait it. For Streets of Rage 4, is that going to have online play? Like, would we be able to play together? I, you imagine it has to, but I don't know. I have not. I got to do that. I want to get streets, some streets you make a new streets rage. I mean, that's all it is. You know yeah, what I mean? and the new, and that new wind jammers. Wind jammers I, never, I never got into. You know what I mean? Oh, you're crazy. You're I didn't. Crazy. I didn't do it as like a stance. It just never clicked for me. Maybe you got to get teach the, me the way. You got to teach me the way. You want to try? Jared and I played it at PAX West. It was fantastic. Well, that was why I didn't like it. If Jared and Xavier Woods like it, I can't be a fan. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it sucks. You're cutting off your own nose to spite your face there, Greg. It's a good well, now, game. now, now you and I are, you know, best friends and we could, you can stream it and I'll come join your stream and you can teach me. Yeah, we'll squad stream it. There we go. All right, uh, like Ian it. Walker at Kotaku reports that Disco Elysium is headed to Switch. Uh, the developer studio ZA slash UM, I don't know if they say Zamum, uh, revealed, and it's weird because I, I hosted award shows where they won things and I never listened to how to say anything. Uh, revealed during a recent BBC interview, uh, this conversation-based RPG was a smash hit when it arrived at PC last October, earning praise for its gorgeous visuals and darkly comedic tone yeah big big hit i'll be interesting how they put that on switch because there's a lot of text in that game especially like on a switch light you know you got to make sure that text is readable yeah totally yeah and uh yeah it never i knew i needed to lucy james played it uh, a lot and loved it and i i looked at it a few times and i was never in the mood yeah and all the all the yeah. kind of the way you know the wine connoisseurs i was gonna say all the people all, yeah, yeah, all the, the, mon- yeah, the monocle brigade yeah. were all really into that game <laughs> <laughs> not 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 common friend meat and potatoes gamers like no, you not like us. you and me playing these in these animal crossing that's right uh gary it's time to squat up this is where we tell people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games give us their name username platform choice why they need help in a video game i read here the best friends come and find you today the squad up is twitch.tv slash gary Witta. everybody support gary Witta. yeah and it's perfect because i'm streaming tonight Oh, are you? What are you streaming tonight? More Animal Crossing? Um, I'm probably going to do... do. Oh, there's a new... Very excited. They just dropped. So all of my favorite uh, YouTube content providers have dropped new videos. The Wolf Pit is back reviewing uh, microwave meals. Very excited about the new uh, Be a Battered Chicken, uh, Hungry Man, that he's he's going to review. Uh, crazy Russian Hacker is back with some new crazy products to test that he got from Amazon. And most importantly, there is a new episode of my favorite uh, Russian competitive face-slapping show, stone faces which appears to be taking place inside some kind of russian prison so it's like gulag edition so it's gonna be the hardest hardcore face slaps so i'm gonna check all of those things out tonight so you're just watching other youtube content and streaming that's basically all i do yeah okay i thought i thought you played a lot of animal crossings in the morning right animal crossing every morning 9 a.m to 10 a.m pacific twitch.tv slash gary every single day even weekends and then Wednesday nights I stream. I'll probably play some Animal Crossing. I don't know. I got. I got. Everyone keeps telling me to play Doom Eternal. I got to check that out as well. Oh, I will get know. there. Heavy is the but crown. I, I know, right? I just. It's, it's so, so many people to please, and there's only one me. 
Uh, if you guys want to do your squad ups and get people to play games with, remember, I do them in the 24-hour basis. So if you don't get red on another day, I need you to hit it up, especially when we have rotating hosts. So patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, right now, let's check in with You Are Wrong. This is where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Hey, maybe you have uh, Amazon Prime. You can link that to Twitch Prime and give us that free 30-day subscription. Uh, they go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Steve Jerbs wrote in and said, for Gary, the Xbox controllers that come with the consoles stock still have colored buttons. Uh, they are only non-colored on special edition controllers where it fits the design. So I guess yeah, so like, even... like, like the Elite, for example, doesn't have the color. Yeah, so that's an interesting point that I missed too because I'm thinking of, yeah, my Elite or I guess probably some of my special... Oh, I'm thinking of my personal uh, design lab one of like, yeah, like, I guess so it's, even, it's an even bigger deal, Gary, that... Uh, uh, PlayStation isn't doing that, even though I don't right. know. They're leading the uh, way. Hurry up in your did, did for Xbox Series X controller. Did they take away the color buttons, or are they still colored? Let me know. Let me go, uh, let me go. Nanobiologist says I mix. I missed this news from inside Xbox. People can now spend their Microsoft points to send donations through Microsoft to the CDC. That's interesting. I didn't see that. Thank you very much. And then, no, you know what? They still have the colors on the on the Series X controller on the default. Okay, so there you go. So Sony's actually ahead of the ahead of the curve on that now. Revolution, Gary. Yeah. Uh, and then Gary, Gix Topher gets us and says, Gary did not give a fitness update today. Um, uh, the same. Uh, okay. uh, to, uh, this past week was a was a was a was a flat week. I weighed two hundred twenty one point six last week. I weighed two hundred twenty twenty one point six this week. So kind of kind of a flat week um you that know happens, that happens, get in weight loss you kind of plateau yeah um but that's good as long as i'm not gaining anything i'm happy i've lost 31 and a bit pounds so i'm very very happy so far and i've got about 20 more to go and i'll be even happier we're getting Excellent. there we're getting there ladies and gentlemen uh your host for the rest of games daily look like this thursday it's me and blessing friday it's me and blessing one of those blessing will host and i'll be side on um remember ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we Take you through the video game news you need to know about. If you like that, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us questions. You can get the show ad-free. You can watch the post show. We're about to do Mr. Witta. Of course, if you have no bucks, toss away. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Roosterteeth.com. Podcast services around the globe. Uh, yeah, we nailed it. We crushed it today. Not a good show. I mean, you know, it's, we, we've got this so down, Greg. How happy are you? Because like for, for most of your Wednesday career, no news days. Yeah, slow news days. i've been you know the news up. the news has been dropping maybe there's just more news in general so it seems like i don't feel like more news is happening on a wednesday i just feel yeah. like it's happening in general even on wednesdays because mm-hmm. you know we're getting into this console uh cycle the race man the news uh, we have a post show to do ladies and gentlemen but until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you <laughs>